My name is Sterling Shea. Thanks for listening to the Arts District podcast. Today, you're going to hear my conversation with Kim Titus. Kim is a local stage, screen, and voice actor in our community. He is also a volunteer for Actors' Equity. He serves as the chair of the Liaison Committee for DFW Union members. I think this conversation will prove to be super useful for both members and non-members. I learned so much about the union during our talk and felt super fired up about my career by the end of it. And just a note, Actors' Equity Association is a union for both actors and stage managers. I tend to refer to podcast subjects in the context of being an actor because I am an actor, but today's information applies to our wonderful and hardworking stage managers as well. And don't worry, we are both respecting the shelter-in-place orders. We had today's conversation via video chat. Okay, here's Kim Titus. Hi, Kim. Hi. How's quarantine life treating you? Well, we're we're getting a little stir crazy. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that gets us out is um, our daughter is, uh, she's on the front lines. She works over at uh, Children's Hospital. Okay. And, uh, but her doggy daycare uh, is not essential. Got it. So we have, we've now become the de facto doggy daycare. Nice. And that gets us out, you know. <laughs> The good thing about that is he has to go out so you no matter out. no matter what's going on out there. So we get our little walks in and, and get some exercise, get some hopefully fresh air. And uh, and other than that, you know, it kind of looks a lot like normal for us because we there are so many self-tape auditions these days. Uh, or, or I mean, even before True. the coronavirus hit um, that there are. Uh, and all of our audio auditions have been uh, home auditions for a long time because they don't even want to hire you unless you have the bare minimum set up that you can do it from home. Right. Again, even pre-coronavirus, this has only intensified that. Right. Yeah, I feel like I've been working more than ever during the quarantine because right. everyone is not just self-tapes, but putting out calls for like, I saw Shakespeare Dallas is like, okay, monologue Mondays or quarantine cabaret, mm-hmm. or like, let's see you. Like, this is the time to kind of just put yourself on tape and put it out there. Right. There are casting directors out there all over the country that are saying, hey, I've got downtime. Now I will see you. Yeah. If I've never, even if I've never seen you before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because I've never seen you before. Sure. That's great. So tell me more about yourself. You're, are you still a working actor in DFW? I'm still very much a working actor. I closed Harvey at Water Tower Theater, okay. uh, what, a week, two weeks before we went into uh, the mandatory close downs. Okay. So, yes, I had just finished a, a full run, very happily, a great place to work, and it was a great show and great fun. Good. So, yes, I'm still working, still auditioning, uh, which is the real work of an actor. Uh, so uh, um, I have been in the Dallas area for about 40 plus years and have have watched it grow. Hopefully I can say I've helped it grow mm-hmm. uh, in both theater and uh, and film and television. And 
uh, have, you know, continue, continue to work as I can. That's great. Where did you come from before you were in Dallas? Well, I'm originally from Arizona. Okay. And I, I went to college here and then I went back to Arizona for a few years. And while I was there, I produced a uh, melodrama for a, uh, an amusement park, a regional amusement park there. And then when that came to an end, I kept the troupe together and we did a number of, of different uh, venues, uh, ended up with the uh, uh, Living History Museum being our primary home. They had a recreation of the old opera house that had been in the state capitol in Prescott, Arizona, that uh, uh, became our home for a while. Mm-hmm. And then had some opportunities to move back here. That would have been the late 70s at the time they were building the communication complex out in Irving and uh, the film commission was being formed. And it really looked like we were going to make a run in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of truly being the third coast. Okay, yeah. And and all of that lasted until the oil bust. Yeah. And uh, then then our scene sort of changed here, but it's still very much a a production center for mm-hmm. television and, and film. And so um, you can make a living here. Yeah, absolutely. But that's one of the things um, as the area liaison for equity that, I, that I'm really passionate about is that this should be a terminal market. This should be a place where you can come as an actor, work and live. I mean, we've got quality of life yeah. all over any of the other three major <laughs> centers. Uh, and so we should be able to support uh, an acting community here. We are, after all, we're the fourth largest population center in the United States. Uh, and we are on the lip of overtaking Chicago's metro area, of being the third largest population center in the country. We are the the third largest arts economy in the country. We're, of course, the most Mm -hmm. populous area in the state of Texas. We should be able to support live theater to the extent that a Chicago does, Mm -hmm. or even that a Philadelphia does. So that's that's my real passion Mm -hmm. in in, uh, doing this volunteer work that I do. And, And let me just kind of back up there and explain okay. what it is that I'm doing and and uh, what it is that I'm not. Okay. And that is, I'm a, I'm a volunteer. I'm, as we said, I'm a working actor and I volunteer for Actors' Equity as uh, the chairman of the Area Liaison Committee. There are 14 of us who are selected by the local membership to be okay. on this committee. And then in turn, the committee selected me as the chair. And we are primarily an information conduit between the equity offices and uh, our membership here in the DFW area. And that can be uh, just from things that are happening within equity. It can be things that are happening with our local theaters. Uh, And we also assist in the organizing effort. One of my, again, real passions in taking this on was to say, we need more work in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If we're going to be a terminal market, a place where somebody is going to say, I can stay there and make a living as an actor, then we need more work. Mm -hmm. We're currently about 450 members strong 
here in the area. And on average, our members are working about seven and a half weeks a year. And that's what I want to grow from. Right. Um, actually, when we started looking at the numbers this way, we were at 7.1. So in a year, we've made a 5% increase in our work here in per member here in the area. We've uh, in the last year or so, we've added, well, last year we added two new theaters on full-time contracts. And I think there may have been a third one that was the year before. So we are growing our theaters as well into the uh, into the seasonal contracts. We have currently 13 uh, theaters that are on seasonal contract. And that basically means they hire equity actors for every show that they do. Okay. And that number of actors, it varies per show, size of the cast, but they're hiring every single show. Then we have almost 30 producing companies that use a special appearance or a guest artist contract. And that means they may need an equity actor for a show Mm -hmm. or two during their season. And they will just hire in for that show. But that's still, that's 30 organizations on that contract plus another 13. So that's give or take four, five producing companies that can hire equity actors, pay salaries, pay reasonable wages, pay health insurance, and provide the the safe and secure atmosphere Mm -hmm. for an actor. That's great. Um, I wanted to, so I know my experiences at some point during college, people just started throwing around the word equity and me Mm -hmm. being the kind of person I am just nodded and said, "Uh uh-huh, I know what that is. So for those (laughs) who don't really have a full grip, you know, they know it's a union. They know that it's this thing that helps actors. What is actors equity and why join? Actors Equity is a labor union. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a it's a it's a led organization that provides us uh, a way to negotiate the contracts for wages and benefits. It negotiates the working conditions. Then we have staff who administer those contracts. They enforce those protections with the theaters, and uh, and then, like I was saying earlier, they also organize to provide more work opportunities. And why join? Well, there are benefits to being a member. Uh, The first and and foremost is um, you get paid. (laughs) And you get paid a salary, not a stipend. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, salaries range everywhere from minimum wage in some of those special appearance uh, theaters to... Uh, well over $3,000 a week. Right. And you're also getting pension benefits and contributions to uh, your health benefits. And that has done nothing but grow more important as uh, we have gone through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s is this uh, concept of health insurance, this ability to get health insurance when you're a working actor, mm-hmm. you know, many, many actors who are doing this on a, on the gig basis, well, where's your health insurance coming from? 
Uh, it's very expensively self-funded if you can get it. Yeah. So you were speaking earlier about there being 13 theaters that offer equity contracts for every show and then an additional 30 or so that do the special appearances. And you spoke about kind of lobbying those theaters to make that number grow. How do you make how are you making those numbers grow? So the committee doesn't approach a theater directly mm -hmm. because those are, you know, they're uncomfortable conversations for an artist to have with a producer. Uh, but what we do do is our committee works all over the Metroplex. Mm -hmm. And so collectively, we have a very good handle on what theaters are doing. And some of our members even uh, may direct or choreograph in uh, non union theaters. So they know where is that growth point for that particular producing entity? Where are they? And out of that, we identify theaters for our staff members to go talk to mm -hmm. about organizing. Uh, we've also, in this last year, we held a meeting of producers. We had our, our staff members come in from Los Angeles and just sit and have a round table with producers. Some of those were, it, it was a mix. Some of them were people who were already on con, on agreements. Some of them were thinking about it. And some of them were non-union theaters that had just started thinking about it, had gotten the invitation and decided to come. It was actually as a result of that meeting that we got those two theaters that I was mentioning okay. earlier that came on board. So we do it in a very non-threatening way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's been another thing of mine is okay. that equity is not this big, hairy, scary union. Yeah. We're, we're artists and we have the same goal in mind of producing quality work that our, our theater producers do. So it's really, we out of those meetings, we definitely wanted everyone who came and even everyone who was invited to understand that this is a collaboration. It's, a, it's as collaborative as everything else about theater. Uh, it's just a matter of we all need to make a living mm -hmm. in order to be able to stay here and not have somebody go, oh, I want so-and-so for that role. Where is that person? Oh, that person moved to LA so they could make a living. Mm -hmm that person moved to New York so they could make a living. That's what we're trying to, uh, we're never going to stop it. And I don't think we should want to, but at least slow it down. At least give those folks who want to stay here an opportunity to do that. Good. So I had a question from one of the listeners. Um, you said, there, as you said, there's a select number of theaters that do offer equity contracts. Is there a resource for actors to see which specific theaters those are by name? Uh, there is a directory okay. of theaters. Actually, I take that back. The directory of theaters is on the members' side of the uh, Actors' Equity Portal. Got it. Uh, if you'd like, I can give you a quick rundown of the 13. Okay, that would be great. Uh, so we have over in Fort Worth, we have Stage West, Amphibian, Casa Manana, then uh, here in Dallas, Dallas Children's Theater. Uh, then we have Firehouse Theater and... Arlington Theater, Firehouse is up in Farmer's Branch, Arlington Theater in, obviously, Arlington. Both of those are our two new theaters. Okay. They're cool. the ones who came on just this last year. Uh, so it's very exciting to have them uh, being able to provide work opportunities. Circle Theater, uh, Lyric Stage, Second Thought Theater, Theater 3, 
under Main, Uptown, and Water Tower. Perfect. Oh, yes. And I guess I should mention the Dallas Theater Center. Dallas Theater Center. Um, so how does one know when going equity is the right step for one's career? That's uh, possibly the most personal question you could ask. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure the, it's on a case-by-case basis, but what are some things we should be considering? It, it, it's absolutely a, a personal decision that needs to be thought over carefully by an individual because going equity says, um, yes, I have a worth and I will not work unless I am paid that worth. And as I said, it also says that you want uh, to accept that uh, you're not going to work at a non-equity theater. Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh, the role of Atticus Finch could come along and no, if it's not in an equity theater, I'm not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, But you also need to ask yourself, am I ready to be treated at equity standards? And am I ready to compete with other equity members for those roles? Mm. There are 450 of us here. And so there are um, a number of people that are chasing those paid positions. And there are however many paid positions there are in a particular season. So you are going to up the competition for yourself. Uh, Just to tell you, I was um, like you Mm -hmm. back in college. Somebody said something about equity. And um, because of the way I was raised, uh, I had a knee-jerk reaction about a union. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, yeah, well, that's going to not be for me. And then uh, went out and lived my first four years after college in Arizona where nobody had ever even heard of equity, mm-hmm. uh, barely heard of SAG-AFTRA. And that's only because uh, the actors, uh, the producers from Los Angeles came over and made Westerns in the Arizona desert from time to time. And so, and, and then when I moved to Texas, I found myself in a job where I was on the other side of the table on the SAG-AFTRA contracts. Uh, I was administering SAG-AFTRA contracts for my employer to produce corporate television. So I really didn't think about equity then either. Um, But when I left that job, I was deciding that, yes, I was going to act on a more full-time basis, make it a greater percent of my income. And, oh, yes, without that corporate job, I needed health insurance. Mm-hmm. And how was I going to get the health insurance except through the work weeks? So that was my decision mm-hmm. on joining equity. And it also had to do, of course, uh, there is also a certain amount of uh, being equity, being a symbol of your personal achievement, because it's not easy to get in. Right. And uh, in fact, I was uh, chatting with a, a work acquaintance in New York one night and he said, well, I'm a member of SAG and I'm a member of uh, AFTRA. And he says, uh, so what unions are you in? And I said, equity. He leaned back and he said, oh, you're a real act. So like I say, it's not easy to get in. So if you'd like, we can pursue that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three doors into actors' equity. One is to uh, audition and get hired and get offered a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you do that, if you were once you've worked on 
or while you're working on an equity contract, you can join uh, just like that. You can be a member of one of our sister unions, uh, which would be the Screen Actors Guild, the American Federation of Television Radio Artists, the uh, Guild of Italian American Artists, or the uh, Musical Artists Union, or the Variety Artists Union. You can be a member of one of those and then join Equity just by paying the initiation dues. But the door that most people take in is to go through the Equity Membership Candidacy Program. Mm -hmm. Um, That program, the way it works is it allows you to work in the business while accruing points or weeks towards membership. So you declare your candidacy and you start working those weeks. You get a point for every week. And uh, the program has changed within the last couple of years. Uh, The way it works now is you have 25 weeks that you need to accrue in order to be able to join. So declare your candidacy. It's a $200 fee uh, that becomes a part of your initiation dues. Work for 25 weeks and then you can join. Some people at 25 weeks decide, you know, my resume isn't quite strong enough. Or I'm not quite ready for whatever reason. You can accrue another 25 weeks before you join. So up to a maximum of 50 weeks. Uh, at 50 weeks, if you work at an equity theater, then you have to join. Got it. Uh, so that's that's the way in. When I did it, it was 50 weeks. Uh-huh. And so that really is a lot of experience, a lot of work that you're accruing in order to get into the union. Yeah. And so you can see why people do take it as a a professional achievement goal. Yeah. Um, but you're saying that there's also a way, which is just to be offered a contract and walk right through the door. Yes. But you just pay that initiation dues. Yeah. The initiation fees are uh, $1,700. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're offered a contract and and you want to join, mm-hmm. and that's you know remembering that we're in a right to work state. So what I say applies to Texas and it applies to Dallas Fort Worth. This is not necessarily national. And by the way, uh, disclaimer on this: I'm not an official spokesman for the union. Mm-hmm. I am a volunteer liaison committee chair, uh, so I'm can just talk to you about the union. Got it. And, and about my experiences. Right. The two straight indoors are if you're lucky enough to walk into a theater and they say, we want you and we're going to give you a contract, then then you can join. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but you can. Right. Um, Texas is a right to work state, so you do not have to join the union in order to get the union contract. Mm-hmm. So y- you kind of touched on this, but there are a lot of people that I've met in the area who have fears about joining because they think they may never work again. Um, And I've found that this is especially a fear for women in the community. Um, Mm -hmm. I think especially when I see local theaters pulling their talent from L.A. or New York, it does give me pause about joining the union. So, I mean, what do you have anything to speak to with people who are hesitant about joining um, and what that means for their future? Well, that's kind of the fear of every actor, whether you're union or not, isn't it? That, sure. Okay, this job's over. I'll never work yeah. again. <laughs> Go home unemployed that I, night. I, but <laughs> that's, not, that's not to downplay uh, that honest fear. And it's part of what you need to 
way out as an individual when you're making this very individual decision about do I join or do I not? I have seen it work both ways. Mm -hmm. I've seen young people join and they keep working without a hitch. I've seen young people join and suddenly they can't get a job to save their life because they're in a category where there are enough other actors of quality in the same age range that aren't in the union. Yeah. So it it is, I mean, it is a real thing that you need to weigh out mm-hmm. when you're making that decision for yourself. Uh, I will give my wife as an example. Uh, she waited. She sat on her 50 weeks for a long time for that reason. Uh, she was uh, in her 20s, a lovely young blonde woman. There were lots of those her category. Yeah. And in and in this market. Yeah. Um as uh, as she's aged and very gracefully I might add. Yeah. <laughs> uh she uh she is now working all the time. She has had very little downtime in the last I want to say 10 years. She was in a show in Fort Worth that unfortunately closed on its opening weekend. Yeah. He was supposed to go directly from that into rehearsal over here in Dallas. Of course, all of this is shaken up right now, but that was sort of emblematic of of what her career has been in the last few years as an equity actress. Yes. That, I mean, that leads me to my next question. What is, what has been the union's response to its members during this pandemic and how has the union acted as the safety net during this time of uncertainty? So let me start with the basics. The union first is making sure that producers are living up to their contracts as they close shows. When a producer closes a show, depending on the contract they're under, they have uh, an obligation. Usually it's a week, two weeks of pay and contribution to health insurance weeks. The union is making sure that that happens. The second thing that they've done, and and, um, a very exciting thing from my perspective, and one that provided me a lot of work on a volunteer basis, of course, during the, uh, the first week of closings here, is that there's a lot of work that was in progress or was up on its feet that has now gone to online Mm-hmm. streaming. The union and specifically our uh, new media committee and the new media department were very, very quick to put rules into place so that producers could put those up. And it's one of those win-wins. The producers had sold tickets. So they were faced with the disastrous financial uh, consequences of, of having to give money back to patrons or to find a way to hold that money and give them promise of a future show or something. This way, they could honor the tickets, they could stream those shows, the patrons are happy, the theaters are happy, and with what was in place now, very quickly, I I might say, the actors are also being compensated for their work and for their artistic intellectual property. Mm That's great. So that was that was a very exciting one. It it uh, like I say, it consumed a good bit of my time when uh, all of this first hit in the Dallas Fort Worth area of being sure that um, we were connecting our mm-hmm. producers 
with our business representatives very quickly to make all this happen. Um, Dallas Theater Center has American Mariachi up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stage West is about to put up their production of The Children. Um, I, I know that the Alley Theater in Houston has put theirs up online. But all of it happened very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the union was very, very responsive to that. Another thing that the union has done is the Curtain Up Fund over it. Uh, they created this fund at the Actors Fund uh, as an emergency financial relief program uh, for actors, uh, union actors. Uh, and again, very quickly, even though we're the union is now at a time when it's not getting the work dues that come from actors' salaries that aren't happening. They committed a half a million dollars to this relief fund that they created, and they're putting in an additional $250,000 in matching funds for people who contribute to the fund. So it's a a very necessary uh, fund that is, by the way, available nationwide. This isn't something that's just happening in New York or Los Angeles. A member has a need here in Dallas, they can go to the Actors Fund and apply for that relief. The union was also uh, very active in making sure that arts workers were included in the CARES Fund, uh, the CARES Act that just passed. And not just labor union actors which are who are paid as uh, employees but they also fought for the gig workers part of the cares act because the union knows that as actors we don't make all of our money mm-hmm. from union wages mm-hmm. we make it often from uh, gig employment and so uh, and also fought hard for the the future employment uh, part of the CARES Act. Uh, like I say, my wife has lost some upcoming work. Well, we get to claim that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lost some upcoming work outside of the theater area. Uh, and and we'll get to claim that as part of the relief that we seek. Uh, and the union fought for that. Uh, we, the union is also uh, on, the, on the safety and, and security side of it, um, asked uh, the members to postpone EPAs, uh, member theaters to postpone the uh, principal actors auditions and the chorus auditions uh, until uh, a later time so that we are protecting the the health of our uh, union members. Mm -hmm. So um, the Benefit League, uh, which is the organization that administers the health uh, coverage, they've waived the quarterly premium. Um, The union itself has uh, waived or allowed us to uh, postpone payment of our semi-annual dues. So there are there's just so much that the union has been doing on behalf of its yeah. members and also on behalf of artists in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really amazing to watch because I I know there was that week or weekend where every day things were changing. It was no groups of 200 or more and then 50 or more and then 10 or more. And then before you know it, it's shelter in place and you have to stay within your immediate household. So, I mean, I just commend you guys and every theater that has just been putting out statement after statement and trying to keep up with everything. It's been pretty inspiring to watch because 
you know, I was, there's nothing to compare this to really in, in modern times. You know, no. some people refer no, the, to like the recession as a pinpoint to look back on, but we were allowed to go outside during the recession at least. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't able to afford to do much, but we could at least go outside. We could yeah. at least gather and yeah. talk to each other. <laughs> And, yeah. and complain about how bad things were. Uh, we don't have that this time. No, I think the uh, the real pinpoint of comparison would be the uh, Spanish flu of 1918. And unfortunately, the union was not all that strong. Right. Then we'd only just formed Five in 1913. Yeah. And it wasn't until a year later when they had their big strike that actually said, yes, equity is a real thing. Uh, so... They weren't able to quite provide the protection for the workers then that they can now. Yeah. So can you tell us any um, Dallas specifics about the union? Do you guys have meetings? Are they open to the public um, or any news that we should know about? Sure. The uh, equity meetings here are open only to members. Uh, we do do a, a meeting for equity uh, membership candidates once a year. Our membership meeting is typically once a year. And then we have committee meetings throughout the year. Uh, frankly, I'd like to increase that and have some social gatherings for members. Uh, we do do some occasional uh, outreach meetings in terms of educational meetings that are basically about what this is, what's the union about, uh, that we do over at stage okay. or what used to be stage. Uh, 1106 Lupo now, okay, and would make that available uh, for other organizations if they would like. Uh, I also think that would be a good thing for us to increase uh, doing more of those. Okay. So there's a members meeting, an EMC meeting, and then there are general information sessions. Yes. Perfect. Uh, I did want to briefly talk about Ask If It's Equity. Okay. which is a, uh, what do you call it? A patron education program mm. where um, we really would like ticket buyers to be more aware of what they're seeing. This grew out of the touring productions uh, side of, of equity in that if you go to, as an example, the Dallas Summer Musicals or the AT&T Performing Arts Center or the Eisenman or some other big venue like that, and it's a touring production, and it says, this is our Broadway series, or this is direct from Broadway. Mm -hmm. And so this was to protect that image of Broadway as professional. And what happens is some companies, uh, some producing entity, or not producing, but some uh, venues will put together a Broadway series and it may be a mix of union and non-union tours. Well, someone touring without the benefit of a union contract does not have the protection and, and protection is particularly important when someone's on the road yeah. because you're dealing with all different kind of venues, all different kind of places that they're putting you up to stay. And what if you find yourself out in the middle of the country and they say, oh, guys, sorry, we don't have enough money to continue this tour. What do you do? Well, if you're on an equity tour, you're protected with a plane ticket home mm -hmm. and a certain amount of unemployment. 
you likely don't have that protection or certainly you don't have it automatically if you are doing that on a non-equity contract. Yeah. But it's also, like I say, it's a it's a patron education program because we want people to know what they're spending their entertainment dollar on. And I think if people will say, will become educated enough to say, if it says it's Broadway, then I want it to be Broadway. Yeah, Broadway quality. And Broadway quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, not something that you've just tagged that name on. So what about, um, that's a great initiative for patrons. What about the actor side? Because I've been in doubt working in Dallas, I'll say since June, and it takes a lot of investigation to find out if a gig is one, even paid. And then two, can I get EMC points for this or do they offer an equity contract? So what kind of digging can act? Is there something actors can be doing on our end to kind of voice that as well? Certainly. And that takes looking at the audition notice, you know, there's several different uh, places that you can find auditions. John Curcia's comes to mind. Uh-huh. And John is very specific about uh, whether a show is equity or non-equity. Mm-hmm. And so it just takes looking through there. I think some of them say what the stipend is or not. Uh, as an actor, in that case, on, a, on the non-equity side, I'd say, you know, it takes a phone call. It takes an email. What is your stipend? What can I expect? Um, on the equity side, it's that's pretty their standards. Right. They'll say this that. is this level contract or that level contract without getting into the alphabet soup that yeah. is equity contracts. Uh, it, it'll say it out definitely. And by what do you see on the audition information, an equity actor, you know what that pays. You know uh, in the special appearance contracts, you know whether they're going to pay your health insurance premium, pay towards your health insurance or not. So I'd say, yes, just dig it out for those uh, equity actors who are listening. Uh, and you, you let's say you see that Atticus Finch role. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would that be for you? I, I keep using that and it's very... I don't know. Very much in my- Maybe um, what is... Oh. Now I'm losing it. The Brecht, Mother Courage, <laughs> like a Mother <Okay>. Courage role. <laughs> okay. That's for me so, like 40 or 50 years from now, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you want that role. You're an equity actor. There is a non-equity theater doing it. I would say don't instantly write that off. There is a, a it's called a how to hire me letter. And it it is up in the files on the uh Facebook site for Actors' Equity here, and it's basically a letter that steps a producer through how easy it is to hire an equity actor. And I would encourage our our members to use it because you can actually get a contract out of it more often than not. So it doesn't just instantly close the non-equity theaters to you. Uh, some will say, yes, thank you. We just don't. But some will say yes. Uh, I actually opened up one of those 27 uh, special appearance contract organizations myself doing that. And for that reason, they were doing a play I had wanted to do for as long as I can remember. And it had roles at every age that, that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dadgummit, I'm going to do that. And took the letter and they said, oh, yeah, I think we can swing that. Well, they've been a special appearance uh, 
employers since uh, 2015 now. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that that was an option for people. So we can kind of stay up to date with news through the Actors' Equity social media. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, this was really helpful, Kim. Thank you so much. Oh, let me let me mention also okay. ActorsEquity.org uh, is a very informative website. Uh, even if you can't log in as a member, there is a lot of good information there that is very much on the what's going on at Equity, what is Equity doing uh, during the coronavirus. There's also information there. There's more detailed information there on how to join. Okay, that's great. Well, it was really nice talking to you and thank you for being flexible and getting on a Zoom call. And I hope we can meet uh, in real life soon. Well, I uh, really appreciate this time to talk about equity, like I say. I'm a volunteer. I am not the official voice of equity, but I really appreciate the chance to talk about my union. And as you can tell, I'm very excited to be a member and very excited to just generally be an actor and get to work at, do work at what I love. And I hope I get to see you and I hope I get to see everybody listening at auditions and or to be sitting in the audience and watching all of y'all on stage. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It was nice talking to you. Well, thank you, Sterling. You uh, you were out in LA for a while, is that I was, what I read? Yes, I grew up uh, in North Fort Worth in Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to college in Corpus Christi. And then almost right away... That's right. You're uh, friends with Stephen and um, Stephen Martin and... Oh, and Emily. Emily. Yeah. Yeah, I did a show with them. Oh, that's Southwest, great. West, uh, golly, in 13 or 14? Which show? Fox on the Fairway. Okay. Yes, so we met in college, and that's really funny. My husband and I were in the bridal party for their wedding because um, we got... I mean, we were close in college and got even mm-hmm. closer out in Los Angeles. So, yeah, they're great people. And oh, they, were, they were fun to work with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we were in L.A. for a bit and I was just dying to get back to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so I finally convinced my husband to and now he loves it just as much. So we're really happy to be here. Yeah, I think they did that show right before they they did do it right before they went to Corpus because mm-hmm. they were still community college students. Yeah, they were at Colin first. Yeah, I'm I'm I I'm actually glad from both ends. I'm glad that you asked me and I'm glad that I got through all the hoops with the union yeah. to let me do this because um because I think it's necessary mm-hmm. for people to understand better uh about the union and what it means to be a member and what it takes to be a member, what it uh and what just what it means for our community. Yeah. And and that's why I wanted to do an episode on equity is because it just it never really caught me in the medium that I was in. You know, like I said, at at some point in college, people started saying, oh, equity, equity, equity. And I didn't know what it meant. And no one stopped to explain. So I was kind of playing catch up after college being like, wait, what do I need to know? And it's kind of hard to to be self-taught in that. So it's. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to hear from someone that's been and, a member. And that's really what the the outreach that we do at Stage, it was really designed by Equity for the college programs, mm. for, for us to go into an SMU or a TCU, UTA, 
to talk about it so that students have an understanding of it. There, you know, there are some uh, colleges that are on what's called a an ERTA contract. That's university or educational something theater mm-hmm. contract, alphabet soup, <laughs> uh, that uh, where students can actually earn their points while they're doing college productions. Yeah. Or say that they have a uh, a co-production. Right. Like I guess like, you know, the colleges do with the theater center or. Right. Uh, so, uh, what is it? Is it Stage West? Yeah, Stage West works with TCU. Okay. To where they can get their points. That's awesome. While they're still in, in school, which I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, and yet it's what we talked about. Are they ready fresh out of college? Yeah. To get that card and stay in this market? Yeah. Yeah. If they were going to New York, yes. If they're going to Chicago, yes, get the card. But these the right to work markets, they're a, they're a different animal. Yeah. That could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. All right. Well, thank you again, Sterling. Yeah, of course. You guys stay safe and um, enjoy your your dog sitting, dog sitting your grand dog. (laughs) Yeah, the grand puppy. Yeah, that's that's exactly (laughs) what my mom calls our dog, too. All right. Thank you, Kim. It was nice talking to you. And you. Alrighty, friends, if you want to learn more about the Actors Union, please go to actorsequity.org. Huge shout out to Kim for being so informative and excited to talk about his membership journey. Um, Please do me a huge favor right now and take a screenshot on whatever device you're listening to, throw it up on your social media feed, and tell people about our podcast. That's going to keep us moving forward during these times of quarantine. So stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.